Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bongarda Podcast. My name is Sid and I'll be your host for today. On this episode, I'll be interviewing a few of the judges from e Bongarda. First, they're going to tell us what they thought of the virtual judging experience. Next, we will dive into a few of the key performances at e Bongarda, including the ongoing matchup of Fertile and Brigade. And lastly, they will dive into key takeaways that every Bongarda team can take and use at future virtual and in-person competitions. The judges we will be interviewing are Sagar and Kunto from round one and Angel and Nimith from round three. All four of these judges are in our podcast Discord. The link is in the description. Feel free to join the Discord and press them on anything you hear today. We hope you enjoy this episode and this is the Bungada Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first question I asked was what did they enjoy about judging a virtual competition? Answers are coming in the order of Sagar, Angela, Kuntal, and Nimit. It was really cool to be able to be behind a computer and like do it virtually because it's it just shows that it's possible. So in case like anything like this ever happens or this does continue on, um, it's a very viable option and it's still like still cool to keep the competitive nature up. Um, and I did like that it was smaller segments too because I think with smaller segments you can get to enjoy it a little bit more and see more of like creativity within a segment versus, you know, just having one or two moments in there. Oh man, it was really nice to judge in my pajamas and have snacks on by, on standby at every single point during judging. I was sitting right next to the fridge. It was a glorious, glorious day. Yeah, honestly, all the props in the world to the team that ran the back end of everything. Uh, it went really smoothly, um, and I think all of us felt like there were no glitches or hiccups along the way, and it was pretty straightforward. So as far as scoring and everything, uh, it's pretty much the same in my opinion. And uh, you know, the only difference is that you're staring at a video on a screen versus seeing it live. For what it is, I think it was it was excellent. It was a good experience. I think it's good for the circuit. Um, the actual judging portion of it significantly better one because you're digesting stuff in much smaller chunks right and so obviously the feedback you can give is a lot more specific and you can talk about you can talk about you can legitimately sit there in a judge's meeting even though we didn't have one and talk about four counts of the set and not have it feel like stupid and insignificant to the team that you're talking to you know you can be like hey this is this sequence i think is indicative of something that i really a point that i want to get across talk about legitimately four counts, be as specific as possible, and then make your point to the other team, which I um, which I hope we did in in sort of the the back and forth comments. But um, but yeah, I, I think you know having them in such smaller chunks is easier, having it so that we can talk to the teams as long as we want. Holy crap, what a what a concept that somebody would prepare for a competition for six months and they have more than six minutes of feedback like insane that we that we've set set up something like that you know like for this to be the first time that that's happened to me and i haven't had to go and hit somebody up on facebook messenger and like go through some kind of like other non-comp oriented call with them and talk to them about what happened you know like it's just it, it, it was so ridiculous to me that this is the first time that anybody thought of just setting up a chat and all of us being in the chat together and for to just have that be the judges meeting Next, they'll delve into what they disliked about judging a virtual competition. So I will say because each video is so short, 
the time in between um, to score and also write feedback was also very short. So I, I definitely, definitely felt a little bit of pressure time-wise, but that's consistent at every single competition, including all the in-person ones. Um, although I did feel more pressured for the online one for some reason. We didn't time exactly how many minutes were spent between performances, but it did feel objectively, subjectively a little short. Well, you you know me, me and you love sitting in the audience and watching a team and just like the first feeling, the first reaction of seeing that live and seeing it virtually, you just don't get to feel like the excitement of it, but you don't get that initial feeling of holy crap, like that was so sick, like that gave me goosebumps, you know what I'm saying? It's like less of an effect and you can't really tell how happy people are to be doing that. Also, it's kind of hard to judge based on like who's making like mistakes based on the angle of the video. Like if you're in the front, like if you're just looking straight on at them, it's kind of hard to see if people like, it's easier to see formational mess ups, but it's harder to see like if people in the back are really keeping their legs up and stuff like that. I think that this is probably as objective as it is because there is no audience, but you do miss the audience as a part of the atmosphere of the competition. I think that is something that I didn't miss judging because um, you know, I know what gets me on my feet, but you know, having a crowd also get on their feet for big moments is a cool experience to be a part of. Not that it should influence my judging in any way, but it's a cool experience to have, to be excited about something and hear the crowd react. I think I missed that part of going to the competition. But in terms of the actual judging piece of it, I mean, it was a dream come true. Um, and I hope for the teams that they felt that it was effective because I felt like this was probably one of the competitions where I felt like I could be as effective as possible as a judge. Not really. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a different platform completely. Like, it's hard to even compare the two, you know, in-person comp versus a virtual because you're comparing audience reaction to people chatting, you know. Well, you know, as you know, while we're judging, we're not seeing any of those chats, but uh, I went back and watched after we were done. And it was cool to see that type of interaction. It's a totally new type of interaction with teams that they can see. Um, so I, I think that was great. Now it was it was interesting to to see happen, but uh, it's it's so different from watching live dancing. In round one, Fertile edged out Brigade for first place. There was plenty of chatter on the Twitch stream saying that Brigade may have been robbed. So I asked Conto and Sagar to expand on why Fertile beat out Brigade in round one. Sure, I, I guess I can kind of just do a summary of looking back on my notes and comparison of the two teams, um, it's really comparing two completely different types of identities. Uh, you know, Fertile went more with the creative choreography approach um, and Brigade really wanted to highlight their execution, their form and their sync. Um, so, you know, looking at this rubric, um, there's a line in here under the creativity category that's a pretty big weight on this rubric that says uh, difficult to accomplish and complex. Um, and that's a big part of where I think um, Fertile beat out Brigade. Uh, you know, they their speed, their complexity of choreography, but as well as the fact that they had, you know, fresh formations um, that worked cohesively within the set, uh, but were also memorable within the context of, a, you know, like a one minute routine. Um, they had this one like peace sign, like Y formation that was rotating and highlighting different things. And, you know, to be able to highlight a formation mechanism in a one minute set 
is extremely difficult in, in, on its own. And they were able to do it in a way that complemented their choreography. So I think that was a big part of what uh, bumped them over Brigade for me. And looking at the scores, um, you know, creativity wise, they beat them out by a point there. And then uh, cohesion wise, they beat them, up about, beat them out by a point there as well. So that's already a two point gap that Brigade had to make up um, with their uh, execution scores as well as with the impact category. So um, Brigade did a, you know, a fantastic job executing and they got almost full marks from everyone in those categories. And so what it came down to at that point was how much separation was there on the top half of the rubric with creativity and cohesion versus that execution, as well as how much that played a, pack, a, a factor into the impact category. Um, so the impact category is a little bit more open-ended and, you know, which I think is uh, honestly a good thing. It's, it allows the judges to kind of think beyond just what's written and see what impact it had on them. And um, so, you know, things that Brigade did, the audible locale and uh, uh, the pauses and the pace changes that they were able to incorporate into such a short performance really, really played to their strengths. Uh, whereas for Thiele used that complexity and honestly the whole package um, to get their impact points. So for me, impact wise, I had both of them at 12 out of 15, meaning really the separation is still just within the creativity versus that form and sync. And, um, you know, Brigade was only able to close that gap one and a half points versus the two points that for Thiele had over them. So again, extremely tight um but i do think on this rubric and that performance alone uh Fertile did edge them out yeah so that's a really interesting question because there's parts of both that i think really worked out for both of the teams um i think just based on this rubric um brigade did kind of stand out in terms of not like because they did the mall and chumar like, you can't really assess a really good energy scale from that comparatively to a team that's going buck the entire time and then finds a way to slow it down and then speed back up again. Um, looking back at, like, scores that I had made while watching them, I had Fertile at seven points for Creativity and Brigade for five. Um, the main reason was I did think Brigade was creative in the way that India teams can be creative in terms of bringing folk elements into music dancing so i thought that from the intro the beginning of brigade they start out with the, the model mechanism that you see in a lot of live performances and i thought that was sick so i think that was the first time i had seen that done to music um and i thought that was really really impactful and then they did their chugni drop with uh right after the bed and i thought that that was super sick but in terms of the rest of the segment you know you could tell that there was it was really simple you know and that's what usually comes out of out of the India side of things because they just haven't been to America to like compete and see what American teams are bringing. But I thought that that made them fresh a little bit in the competition in terms of kind of watching a lot of teams do stop and go moments. Um, for Thilae, I had it a seven out of 10, mainly because they did have some creative stuff in there, but I've been kind of seeing this trend and I didn't obviously let like the past performances, but just in this one minute segment, they had a, a lot of stop-go moments, um, and it kind of made the performance slightly feel a little disjointed in a way, just because whenever you're stopping the flow that much or kind of 
doing a lot of things that make it seem more robotic than it is. It feels like it's less cohesive. Um, so I had Brigade at a five for cohesion and for Dewey as a four. Um, one thing I think would have been sick with Brigade is if they had like the the Mark Dolbeat going to the Jumark Dolbeat because those things line up really well. But I thought that everything that they did made sense and flowed really well. Whereas the only reason for the lost the point with cohesion was just a lot of stop go moments. Um, in terms of energy, I had for over brigade just because they brought the energy from the tip top. You know, they were going balls to the wall. It's kind of hard to do that, like I said, with doing double tamal and then chumur. But you know, it was just it was a very small difference there. Um, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, creativity and impact were like the biggest categories here with that 10 and 15, as well as Nukra and energy. Um, Brigade had filthy Nukra, you know, their faces. Every every team from India always has guys that come out, have the biggest smiles, looks like they're enjoying it so much. Um, and I love that. And it's something that I think the American circuit can work on because there's very few people like maybe Chirag, Uden, like people like that, that just have those natural faces for dancing and they can really sell what they're doing. Um, but if you look at, India teams, man, you'll see so many people just enjoying themselves, dancing with such a big posture. Um, so that's great. But in terms of impact, you know, with Brigade set being a little bit more on the simpler side, it made the variations of Fertile stand out a little bit more. So you can see where creativity and impact would lead FS to be a little bit higher than Brigade in that regards. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really comes down to those three, the biggest categories there. In round three, Barishta edged out first-class Bangarda for third. This also caused a bit of a stir in the Twitch stream, saying that FCB may have been robbed. Let's hear from the third-round judges as to why the placings fell the way they fell. Okay, so after all of the third-place pool videos had gone, Barishta and FCB were super close in points, and we were deliberating which one would get third. Um, initially, so point-wise, they were so close, so we had a pretty lengthy discussion, actually, about who should place. Um, the general consensus was that although FCB took a creative risk with the lights and it was successfully executed, um, that kind of creative impetus wasn't consistent throughout their entire segment. So you know, weighing the different categories, we ended up pushing uh, Bruishte to a third place. Well, I think there are a couple of things. I think like one, the, the first class did a couple of gimmicks uh, across their routines, right? but in for round three specifically, they did the, the light up thing, um, which, which, which I thought was nice. You know, it's like, it was cool. It's creative for the situation that we're in. Um, but to say that, you know, lighting stuff up and in the darkness has been something that I've never seen would be a bit of a stretch. I think that we've we've all seen stuff like that before in some degree or another, you know, not that it wasn't good or it wasn't well executed, but um, I think that the creativity points that maybe people were expecting from first class for doing a gimmick weren't the same as the creativity points that were assigned to them as compared to just based on the fact that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that we've never seen. It wasn't something that you've never seen. You know, like I, I think that we've all seen stuff light up on stage and not even just in this circuit. I mean, this is like in dance in general, you 
we we've all seen light up effects before. I, I I didn't think that it was something insane um, for me to be giving you know huge creativity scores for. That's not to say I didn't like it or that I didn't like the segment. Um, if I if if I remember correctly, um, the beginning of first classes third round video had a couple mess ups from some of their dancers. Um, and I think that that kind of hurt. That kind of hurts you, no matter what competition you're in. You know, whether it's a creative-oriented comp or a dancing-oriented comp. I mean, uh, if you mess up, you mess up. Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna help you, no matter what. For me, the the scores are really close. Um, to be totally upfront with you, I think um, one thing that I I wished first class did a little bit more was I think for their dancing style. Is a little bit plastic for me in terms of their execution, and and that's not to roast the dancers because they are very good dancers. But being in tune with the music, trying to use nakra to emphasize parts of your performance, I think those parts of it were maybe below some of the dancers that we saw from Purushte. So from the dancing components of the set, I would say that that would be one place where I felt that there was a legitimate difference. And then um, from set design, I thought Purushte. Much more so than their second round video, I thought their third round video contained solid variations, and I felt that they answered the prompt a little bit better. You know, like I think one of them, was, the last one was like Jumer segment or Lurdi segment. You know, and um, uh, I think that you know Bruce Day, although they they did a Jumer segment, it wasn't you know anything exceptionally creative. There is a part of the rubric that's associated with you know giving people points for sticking to the prompt and um i think that's probably where uh first class ended up losing some points because i think that their ludi segment really was ludi-esque you know it didn't really have a lot of those elements that you expect from a segment like that so they might have done some of the choreography but you know did they set it up the way ludi segment should be set up did they have a drop that was very ludi-esque did they you know did they commit to that style of segment the way that the prompt was set up by the competition itself it's hard to say. Next, the third round judges are going to delve into Fertile versus Brigade in the championship round. Um, Brigade, in terms of Bungara form, in terms of um, their synchronization, um, they had a pretty good advantage. I will say specifically category-wise, um, the three categories that I awarded Brigade higher scores in were form, synchronization, and segment. So I thought that they danced well, and they also used the required segment well, which in this case was either Jumur or Ludi. Um, but besides that, I thought that Fergile really went to extra lengths in terms of including creative ideas, be it choreo, be it song selection, be it overall idea that they had behind the entire segment. I thought that that was applaudable and overall they scored higher for me in creativity and impact. And for me, they were the clear winner for first. Uh, for the Liver Brigade, um, for the Liver Brigade, I think in round three was very straightforward. Um, I thought that Brigade was um, much more solid. I think their segment was much more prepared in the first two rounds as compared to round three. And since we're only judging round three, we're only judging round three um, uh, for the finals. And I think that they 
you know, they only had four dancers. I thought they danced well. That part of it was fine. But in terms of playing to their strengths, they tried to do some layering sequences, which I think didn't really help them. You know, if you are a hardcore synchronization and dancing team and you only have a minute segment, then you want to be showing synchronization and you want to be showing execution. And I think layering sequences with only four members kind of deviates from that. Um, and then, I mean, you know, Fritile was very open and honest about what they wanted to do in terms of creativity. I mean, they, they were willing to throw everything uh, on the board in terms of like, you know, they had just such a consistent diet of intricate choreo variations after another. And they, uh, and, and then, and then to supplement it, you couldn't really toast them on dancing. You know, it's not like they didn't dance properly or that they didn't have great energy. I think that in that particular segment, they had the best nakra out of any of their other segments. And so I would say like, you know, in round three, I thought it was pretty clear. Um, if we were judging round two or round one, then I think we would have a much more in-depth discussion about what we think is creative bangara or what we think is, you know, good execution or what we think is, you know, whatever, but, or whether we think something stylistically or should be different. But um, in terms of round three, I thought it was pretty clear cut. Yeah. What, one thing that I will say about Fertile though, that the rubric did a good job of grading them on. They're very prone to doing variations that involve doing like a hiccup, you know, three beats of dancing and then a fourth beat of stopping, three beats of dancing and a fourth beat of stopping. And, and um, that sort of pacing, although they were consistent with it, um, really hurts the cohesion portion of the rubric, which I was a huge fan of the cohesion portion of the rubric because you can do something creative, but if you don't set it up well and it doesn't integrate with the dancing well, and you know, or if you have a variation, but it's so stop and start and it's so different than anything else that you're showing, and it's kind of out of nowhere, you know, it doesn't have the same level of impact that something that is beautifully integrated or seamlessly integrated into your set might. And so I thought that. You know, if they ever wanted to extend the gap or have a, performed a segment that they felt would have been unbeatable, no matter what Brigade brought, um, I think that the cohesion piece is something that, that they could have worked on. And while this is a brand new experience for all of us, I asked the judges to give some tips and pointers for teams to take home and learn for future competitions. I think having the online platform should hopefully make teams aware of how each small decision that they make has a huge impact on how it will be received. So for example, really subtle creative ideas are much more easily appreciated and first of all, just point blank seen on an internet platform. So if you film up close, you're able to see really subtle things. For example, in brigades, um, first place pool performance, they came out in the opening and they had Ramal's like, you know, hidden in their hands and they unveiled those um, shortly before beginning their Ludi segment. It was like a very subtle change, but because, you know, they're filming at a very close, uh, close up to the camera, you're able to appreciate that a lot better. So, those small decisions don't translate the same way if you're on a big stage and the judges are far back in the balcony. So I'm hoping that teams 
when they see how their ideas have been received on this internet platform versus how they might have been perceived in an in-person platform, I hope they'll notice a difference there and maybe in the future pay more mind to how their ideas are going to be perceived on that platform, whatever platform it is, in person or on the internet. So I think the biggest one is what I just mentioned with identity. Um, you don't have to be, you don't have to follow the trend of a circuit. You don't have to follow uh, whoever the top three teams in the circuit are and try and be copycat versions of them. Learn from those teams and come up with your own identity and highlight what you want to highlight. And I think as we get back, whenever we get back to in-person comps, um, partially because of these virtual comps that you guys are hosting, but also uh, just the social media platform and how much it's blown up recently because that's our only outlet as dancers right now. Um, I think people have come up with ways to be unique and creative and push the limits of choreography. And I think it's really healthy for the circuit as we, you know, work through dancing during a pandemic. So um, those would be my biggest things. Continue to, you know, push your own limits creative, cr creatively, and then uh, don't be scared to come up with your own identity. So that's one thing that I'm actually a little nervous about. Um, with this being the kind of the virtual thing with only segments being like what one minute um, one and a half minutes so like three minutes max um people feel like they need to jam a lot of creativity into their their uh their small shortened segments people should be very careful about that because like i said if the choreography is not digestible in terms of an in-person competition where your set is eight minutes long and you're doing a bunch of stuff the judges are going to get really confused and not really understand what's happening. And I think the one of the things that goes back to me, or that I remember from my career, uh, as I, if I say that, like it's over, but um, I remember when we were talking about tag at Bruin, and you were like, dang, like within the first, like, I forgot what year it was, but they did a lot of cool stuff within like the first one or two minutes. And then you were like, I couldn't process anything else because like I was so enthralled with the first half and like so much had happened that I had no more juice left to give to enjoy the rest of the performance. And so that's why I don't want teams to take away from this to just stuff as much creativity into it, into your sets, into your segments as you can, like make sure it's well highlighted. Um, but I think this offers a really good opportunity for teams to be able to look at their Nukra from a close angle and see what it looks like, like watching it, watching themselves while they dance. Because if you look like you're not having fun in a close-up video, if you ever get that competition video back, like you're not going to see anything happening, you know? So that's one thing that, that comes out really positive is you can focus on your smile, focus on your nut crush, focus on showing off that you love Pangara, that you love Punjabi culture, that you love all of the things that go into dancing. And I think that's a really important thing to take to in-person competitions because that takes you from a mid-level team to one of the higher teams, depending on, you know, if your choreo is there as well. But Nukra can really make you look, make your set look like it's a lot better than it is. I think something that is really important early on when I was trying to learn form and technique was trying to find videos of really great dancers dancing without Vardy on, right? It was really hard 
because I didn't know any good dancers because I live in Ohio. And at the time there were no good dancers in Ohio in this circuit, right? And so like we were all learning just from watching GTV videos. And so I would just scrounge YouTube to try and find tech time videos, videos of dancers on teams that I liked, like dancing without Vardy on, on like Instagram or some other, whatever other avenue I could, you know, watching like mixer videos. Like, dude, I was, I was, I was an idiot, but I was, I would literally sit there and watch these videos of dancers that I thought were good because I am trying to say, okay, with your Vardy on, I know you're a better dancer than me, but I can't see exactly why, right? Uh, without your Vardy on, I can see exactly where your knees are. I can see exactly where your arms are. What does your arm bend look like? I can make it, I can kind of like make it into a science in a way, you know, I can kind of break it down a lot easier. Um, and so I think, uh, I think that e Bangara shows a lot of people with a lot of performances, like, Hey, this is, this is what it really looks like for dancers that are the best in class versus wherever you are on the spectrum. You know, because we had some best-in-class dancers performing at this competition, for sure, right? And so it's like, they're not dancing with Vardion. They're not, you can see exactly what they look like in practice, in a practice setting, right? Um, and I think that that is actually really, really great for not only the teams competing, but any teams that are watching. Because you can go back and watch these videos now and be like, oh, this is where my knee should be. This is where my arm should be. This is what the shape of my body should look like exactly. And not that you couldn't do it with the Vardy, but it's a lot more difficult, you know? And I think that um, that's something that I, if something like this had occurred when I was dancing early on, I think it would have helped me a lot and it would have saved a lot of time of me trying to find videos of dudes and, and you know, really great guy dancers and really great girl dancers dancing without all of the stuff that you see on competition day. And then another part is like, dude, people aren't really that far apart anymore. You know, like, like, yeah, we had a high school team compete at, at Ipangara and, you know, of course it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough for them being new to what's going on and, and, you know, trying to compete against some of the best teams on the circuit, you know, having the limited experience that they do and they, and they did a good job. I, I, I commend them. I was on a high school team and we were much, much than they were. So, um, but you know. I think that people have to start realizing, like, dude, the difference between BBB and a lot of these teams in terms of dancing really wasn't that big, you know? And I've never heard of BBB before this competition, right? So I think the idea that it takes, you know, some kind of all-star group of dancers to win a dance competition is BS, like, now. You know, maybe it was true five years ago, ten years ago, but it's not true anymore. You know, you can roll up and you can teach your dancers and there is talent all over the place. And the difference between the middle of the pack team and the top team in this competition from a dancing perspective was not as big as it usually is. And I think that's a huge testament to how far the circuits come. It's a huge testament to how far the collegiate circuit has come. And I think is an important point that people should start realizing that when they start entering competitions and you're a co-ed collegiate team, it's not to get third place anymore. All right. You're coming to win because you are capable of winning. And I think people's mindsets need to start changing about that. And a few last words from Sagar and Angela. Yeah, uh, it just goes back, man. Uh, I haven't been really interested in watching Bhangra videos for the past two years, like I said, because I feel like the circuit has just taken a turn where everyone wants to copy Fodge or everyone wants to copy like 
the team at the top of the scales. You know, it happened when SPD entered the circuit. We saw a lot of teams go back to the folkness. Now we see teams like Fertilia and Fodge winning. And we see more emergence of like these, not like these, the way that Fodge is creative, the way that Fertilia is creative in their ways. Like you see more teams mimicking their styles. And one of the things that made the old circuit great was that everyone had their own team identity. Like you could tell what set was who. And like watching other people's sets made you happy because like, damn, like I would have never thought of being creative in that way. But now with every team doing it, going to a comp or watching a comp, everything just looks the same over and over again. It's just kind of hard to get back into the circuit. And, you know, like some of the greats have said, we got to stoke the fire of the Bungara circuit. We have to stoke the fire. And I miss teams. I miss teams doing things like Sewermade did where they uh, when they went to six and they put Howie's voice in the mix. Like that's that stuff like that competition within the circuit with other teams. It was like beautiful. It made going to a comp so much more intriguing because you would sit there and be like super mad. Like in the mixer, you'd be like, okay, like I don't, I don't mess with none of these people. Like it's me and my team versus them and their team. And now you go to a mixer, and it's obviously different because we're older now and we have friends everywhere. But you go there, it's just such. It feels like such a more relaxed scenario. And I get that that's a great, that is a great feeling for some teams. But like the fire coming back to the circuit, I think will only make the circuit better. Well, what else can they take away? It's like, come on, guys. It's a one-minute free-for-all. Like, I wanted to see, like, crazy things that no one would ever dare. Okay, first of all, when you go to an in-person competition, for a team like DDR, it's like, okay, let me bust out at least 200 to $400 for every single plane ticket. Let me bust out some registration fees. Let me bust out all the Airbnb fees and all the food fees and let's put on a performance there's huge time risk there's huge financial risk um there's a lot riding on the decisions you make especially the creative risks you take before you enter an in-person competition but this is like a one minute free-for-all online you know it's free for you to record you can really just have at it so whatever crazy idea you've always wondered whether or not it would work or not you know this is probably the lowest stake moment you could ever have to try it out on a competitive platform so i'd say just go for it you know if it falls flat hey at least you have new data to move forward and de continue to develop new creative ideas you gotta you gotta fail at some point to understand what's gonna work so you might as well fail here <laughs> but fail in a beautiful, creative way. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Bungarda Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as that really helps others find the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of them at The Bungarda Pod. If you want to know what else is going on in the podcast world, Sign up for a newsletter and join our Discord server to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. There will be links to all of those in the show notes. 